guys. Welcome back to 1v1 Cast. I am Colin. And I am Andy. We are going to be talking about video game things, all things games, all things video, all things gaming videos. You got your analog, you got your HDMI, you got your stereo, your optic, your fibers. Let's go, man. Let's get into the video games. You got games. your pediatrician. You got your... your Who's your? What was your pediatrician's name? Give him a shout out. Uh, Dr. Edward Lewis, uh, if Ooh. you're listening, you're the man. Not a lot of male pediatricians. No, he he was a is a male pediatrician. Great guy, cool socks. Um, he actually would take his patients until they're 24. Dang. So I got a new doctor a year ago. Oh wow. So or 23. 23. So he would take it, and so I remember I had to opt out of something, or I had to give. Was him. the office all like kid friendly, like you know, yeah, Disney characters painted on the walls? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That's cool. So do you like that episode of Friends where Ross still goes to his pediatrician? Yeah, where Ross goes, he's like, he's a great doctor. <laughs> he's a, he's a, happens to be a fantastic. I wish I could. I doctor. honestly wish I could like continue going to him because he's yeah. great. Because like, why wouldn't you? He knows everything about you. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about games though. Yeah. Not Surgeon Simulator. Let's not talk about some tra- doctor games. Not yeah. Trauma Center. Not Doctor Mario. But Doctor Mario. I think you just hit all the doctor games. I did in one sitting. Um, Probably missing one. Did I? I'm probably missing like. No, I think that's it. Not a lot of doctor games. Probably like, probably like, like the board. Oh, there's that game where you play as the two guys who carry the stretcher. I can't remember what it's called. It's on Switch, and you and you carry, you carry victims on a stretcher and take them out places. I don't know what that's called. I don't know what that one's called. I can't remember what it's called. But in actuality, Andy, what are we talking about today? We are discussing today our most underrated games or underappreciated games, which we should probably define what that actually means to us. What is an underrated game to you, Colin? Um, well, I, I mean, I guess just underrated games is like games that I really liked and I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and then a little bit of a spoiler, some of mine, I don't know if some of yours uh, will find out. But some of we we each made a list. Mm-hmm. We made um we made a list of like our underrated games. Mm-hmm. So like five, four, three, two, one. Um, we have a nice little compilation. Yeah, so yeah, the top yeah. Five, yeah. Uh, uh, two of mine are actually franchises. They're okay. it's, it's not so like, it's like an entire. It's game not like series. the game itself, right? I see. I see. Um, respect, respect. So it's just it's just like games, a game or games that I just haven't heard people talking about, Mm -hmm. or the only time I did hear them talking about it was when it was released, and it was like, ooh, there's new games out, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah, for me, me, one of the bigger criteria is none of my friends play these games, even Mm -hmm. you. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm the only person I've ever known who's played them. And I'm sure there's other people listening who have played some of them, Mm -hmm. so you're probably yelling. We'll probably get to the point, and you'll yell, I play that, you're a dumbass, or whatever. But trust me, they're not as well played as say yeah. some of the main flagship games and some of the some of the consoles. Another we're spoiler about. alert: next week is probably going to be our uh, overrated games. Mm-hmm. Our, our our personal list for games we think overrated, which will mm-hmm. probably coincide in a lot of ways. A little bit. It's the same list. Uh, it's just the same list, <laughs> just coincidentally. Yeah. Um, we 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 will we, we will replay. Sorry about we that. We will replay. We'll replay all of these games and hate them, and then we'll put them on our overrated list because we'll be so tired i think it's then. important that before we continue you also give your pediatrician a shout out yeah sure <laughs> uh shout out to dr oh, what's their first name whatever you never look doctors up by their first name dr basra 
My my main lady. Nice. My main what, lady. What age did you? Eighteen. Uh oh my god! I probably stopped going to her when I was like eighteen. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit less. She's not so much a pediatrician, but more like a family care doctor. More like so they do the whole under the bridge doctor. Yeah, street corner doctor. Yeah, it's more it's more like a dark warehouse pulling teeth with pliers that type right. of doctor. You know, um, no, she was she was a very hateful woman. And uh, she, was very, she was very rude to me as a child. Was she really? Yeah, she wow. um she constantly criticized my weight and my appearance. Well, this is and, and would say things and would say <laughs> and would say things like, "What did I just say?" She'd say things like, "You have quite a few moles, don't you?" Like she always point out my moles. Really? Yeah, I have a lot of body moles. And sure, I mean you know, I do too. You're looking, you're looking at someone naked, and you can just kind of see. She all looked at you moles. naked. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gross. You know, um, there's 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 lawsuits you can file for that kind of that's stuff. Man. Right. Yeah. That's um right. no, she's she's horrible. I don't think her practice is still going, so shout well, out to you, Basra, and I hope wherever you are Well, I thought more hope wherever you are, your moles are not intrusive upon your life because it's it's awful. It's just awful. Um so we're gonna we're gonna get into our by the way, this is a video game video game yeah, podcast. This is, this is strictly a gaming 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 news gaming we're gonna we're talking about our underrated podcast um i'm gonna start us off go ahead um, man so so I you're s- gonna jump right in with number five or do you have some i i other- i lied i lied to you all um i actually have six because i have an honorable mention mm-hmm. before that's number fine. five so that's fine my honorable mention for underrated games is um the entirety of the kirby franchise mm-hmm. Um, I don't Kirby. think, <coughs> I don't think the Kirby franchise gets nearly, uh, enough love. Um, it's p- everybody who plays games or a lot of people plays games who play games. They know who Kirby is. He's a cute little pink guy with a cute little voice. Um, he inhales, uh, enemies and characters and he gets their powers. Super cool, super intuitive. And the, um... And the games are action platformers, and you're just going around all these cutesy little levels with fun music and like you know all this great stuff. And it's that mechanic of like, now I'm gonna I'm gonna suck up the sword enemy. I'm gonna have a sword. I'm gonna suck up the ice enemy. Now I'm gonna be ice, and I'm gonna suck up the the yo-yo enemy. And now I have a yo-yo. Now I'm yo-yo Kirby. Um, that's very cool and creative, and just like a lot of people don't appreciate the Kirby games for some. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of Kirby games. Um, mm-hmm. They come out with them like every three to five years, like mm-hmm. most other games. But like, like you're not. It's not like some, like like for example, Nintendo, like Metroid. When was the last time they came out with a Metroid game? Mm-hmm. Like I think eight or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Metroid Prime Two. Metroid Prime Three. Sorry. No, Metroid Other M. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, there was Samus, Samus Returns. Or oh, Samus Returns. 3DS one for 3DS, which is a remake of of a Game Boy mm-hmm. one. Remakes um, don't count. Everybody knows remakes that. Remakes don't count. Like I'm sure it's great, but like I don't know. Yeah. That was like 2013 or 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that was, but Other M was like 2011 or something. I don't know. I could be wrong with that. Very bad game. Um, <clears throat> Those are the types of things you should research beforehand <laughs> for the Wii. <laughs> um, no, but um, but Kirby, like like Pokemon, they release consecutively. Mm-hmm. Mario, uh, I guess wouldn't. I guess Mario and Zelda technically wouldn't re- release consecutively, but like, 
but like they're semi semi regularly every semi regularly every, every with, five years you're definitely gonna have a new something new Mario and Cur- I feel like Kirby's Zelda. got so many Kirby games. is that as well Kirby has yeah. every five years like he's Released. like up there with Link with how Zelda many, how many have there been on Switch though like how many Switch Kirby games have there been um only uh only two on Switch thus mm. far. Um, one was free Kirby's Clash or Su- Kirby Super Clash, mm-hmm. and then the Kirby Star Allies, which was cool. Right. Um, the Wii had I think two or three. The 3DS had I think three, mm-hmm. uh, maybe two. I don't know. Oh, I think they put Kirby's Epic Yarn, which is on the Wii. Mm-hmm. I believe they remade that for. Um, Have you ever heard of 3DS. Kirby Battle Royale? Yeah, that's what the clash is. That's a clash. Okay, that's yeah, what you're talking about. How about game. Kirby's Blowout Blast? Uh, no. No? Apparently it's on Switch. Interesting. Yep. Kirby's Planet Robot. Robobot. Robobot. Yeah. I heard that was a very good game. That's for is that 3DS. on Wii U? It's for 3DS. 3DS, okay. Cool. I don't think there's any Wii U Kirby games. Oh, there might be Kirby. It's Kirby in the... It's like Claymation, I Damn, think. I heard a lot of these. Yeah, there's a lot like of Kirby. Like you said, there's a lot. Well, of that's what I'm saying. So Kirby, anyway. Good for him. Um, Kirby is... Uh, is um yeah he's a cute guy and he's just underrated the games are fun a lot of people think they're very boring or i've heard a lot that they're too easy mm-hmm. but it's like i mean it's a fun game i remember the reason i liked playing them the first one i played was kirby squeak squad as a kid mm-hmm. i played it for ds very fun you could like you could like save power-ups like if you wanted to keep your sword you could like save your power up and it like stores on the mm-hmm. bottom screen that's cool and you'd be like ooh. And you can like mix them together. And you, if you had a fire one and you had a sword one, you could mix them together with your DS stylus and make like a fire sword or whatever it was. Um, and cool. so, um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and you don't think people appreciate it enough? I don't think people appreciate Kirby enough. They're, they they'll play as him in Smash. They'll acknowledge that they played Kirby Air Ride as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And great racing game. And that's the extent of it. That's the extent yeah. of the love that Kirby gets. And like. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, Kirby is mine. And um, well, speaking of Kirby, uh, I've been wa- I've been watching and recently finished the Netflix documentary series High Score. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you actually told me about it, but but you haven't watched it for some reason. I haven't watched it. Um, yeah, it's a great little great little mini series all about the rise of the early days of video games. So you got your Atari, your Nintendo, your there's a Sega episode. They talk about Sonic and his. His creation. They talk about Street Fighter Two and all the oh, different games. Oh, by the way, games. in in really the cool. last podcast, you can continue in a second. But in the last podcast, you asked me who my favorite Sonic character was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I asked you who's your favorite Sonic character. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite Sonic character? I think I said Shadow. You didn't say anybody. I don't remember. Did I didn't you? Say is anybody. he your favorite? Shadow's probably my favorite. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a weeb. Yours is the rabbit, the pink rabbit character. No, it's not. No, that was that oh, was the that was the that was the babe character. Yeah. You said what's most likely to look up on Rule Thirty Four. And it was that one. And I was like Rouge the Bat or Vanilla the Rabbit, mm-hmm. which is Cream the Rabbit's mom. Right. Right. Um. But my favorite character. So much use. Can you guess? What, I'll give you three guesses as to what my favorite character is. From Sonic. He's a hedgehog. Well, it's a little bit of a leap, but okay. Uh, Knuckles. He's a hedgehog. Was Knuckles not a hedgehog? How, Knuckles is an echidna. Okay. Knuckles uh, the echidna. <laughs> uh, Sonic. It's not Sonic. Oh, you like silver. I love silver. I remember that. Yeah, you like I silver. I love silver. I think he's such an Silver under- is Sonic, Speaking, but silver. <laughs> well, dude, he has, psych- he has psychic powers. Silver, so- silver is just Sonic, but silver. The reason he... That's not true at all. Well, then Shadow is Sonic, but black. Exactly. 
And so, but Luigi's but, Mario, but green. Zelda is Zelda is Link, but with tits. And, oh my and gosh. DDD, DDD is Kirby, but with bigger tits. Well, um, <laughs> well, I just think I think Silver is speaking of underrated. I think he's an underrated character. Sure. Because what does Shadow have? Shadow is literally Sonic. Silver Dude. is psychic, telekinetic Sonic. Okay. Well, that's so much cooler, and I've always thought that. Doesn't like, Shadow have like really big destructive powers? He can like cause explosions, and he also with has bombs. He also has psychic powers. No, he? he doesn't. Oh, what's his deal? He's literally Sonic, dude. He fast. He's fast with because he has shoes. He's got special shoes. That's legitimately why he has special air shoes <laughs> that like pumps out air, and that's why he's as fast as Sonic. That's and he's he's an android made to be the same as Sonic. Okay. Silver is from the future, and he's also a hedgehog, and he's silver, and he has telekinetic powers, and that's so much cooler. And he and when he runs as fast as Sonic, he freaking flies. He floats. Sonic doesn't fly. Shadow doesn't fly. Unless Miles is flying, or I mean Tails is flying him around. His name is Miles. But Tails whatever. is my favorite. Um, tangent over. Uh, so welcome back to Sonic Cast, everybody. Silver, <laughs> welcome back to Silver Cast, everybody. Um, Silver the Hedgehog is the most underrated, underappreciated Sonic character. Sure. Um, but anyway, my honorable mention is the Kirby franchise. Well, as you interrupted me, I was talking about. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot the, the, the documentary series, and that's okay. That's that's why it's called One v One. The the character of Kirby comes Who? from. <laughs> Kirby, the little pink guy. <laughs> Sorry, he's not a Sonic character. Um, the character of Kirby comes from a lawyer. Amy the Hedgehog? No, okay. I'm just going to keep talking no matter what you say. Go ahead, I'm done. The character of Kirby's design comes from a man named John Kirby, who was a lawyer for Nintendo. And do you know why he was a lawyer for Nintendo? Uh, wasn't there, like, I remember hearing about this. Wasn't there some, like, there was a lawsuit that was, like, mm-hmm. against Nintendo? By who? Who does King Kong? Uh, it was it was King Kong and Donkey Kong yes. was so, the issue. Uh, Universal Pictures, which okay, owned Universal. the rights to King Kong at the time, saw Nintendo's Donkey Kong and thought, "Hey, Kong. that's infringement of intellectual property," and they wanted to, uh, you know, take money from Nintendo and specifically Nintendo of America, which wasn't as big as it is now, and that would have basically crippled the company and given them. Um, not the same. When was this? Late eighties, early nineties. I think late. I think either late seventies or early eighties, because before oh, it was wow. before the NES came out. Okay. I want to say, I would have to be sure. Hang on. Eighty four. Okay. Nineteen eighty four. Glad I looked down. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the way that the way that John Kirby looks, he's bald. Mm-hmm. He's got a nice little round face, and he's got uh, he's got no nose. <laughs> so he has why. no nose and red no, shoes. No, he, he has a nose, but. Um, yeah, if you put his face next to Kirby, uh, you know they look pretty similar. It's just kind of cute that Nintendo named it named it after that guy mm-hmm. and made him a little design. John Kirby did unfortunately pass away last year, mm-hmm. um, so our rest in peace, John Kirby. Rest thanks for peace. thanks for giving us Nintendo. But he um, he so he he Nintendo. won them the case. And he did. Yeah, I'm sorry. He won he won them the case against Universal and proved that Donkey Kong is in no way related to King Kong, although he may be inspired. Right, King Kong, which and, falls uh, in fair use. So and they fine. were like, "Hey, we we owe this guy something, so we're gonna make this character. Yeah. What's his name? What's his name? Kirby. Kirby. Also, fun fact: Kirby was originally gonna be yellow instead of pink, um, but he's pink. Mm-hmm. John Kirby is Kirby. So, 
John bingo, Kirby. bango, bongo. Let's go to your list. Sure. Um, so your honorable mention was the Kirby franchise. My honorable mention would have to be the newer and improved, in my opinion, Wolfenstein series. So the Wolfenstein. So it's, it's Wolfenstein 1 and Wolfenstein New Blood. Um, I think they're going to make a third one. Oh, there is a third one. It's, um, oh gosh, I have not played the third one, but it's it's basically further into the future, and you play as Blaskowitz and, and Anya's children. Um, who? It's not as... <laughs> It's not as well. That defined. one was legitimate. Who I don't know who these people are. Okay, a legitimate who for once. Um, yeah, he's the main character, Blaskowitz. He's the he's the guy who kills all the Nazis in the game. He's your he's your playable character. Nice. And then Anya's his wife, who you meet in the first one. But yeah, really solid gaming series. It's obviously based off of the Castle Wolfenstein series, which is also mentioned in the high in the high score documentary. They mention how um, first person shooters were never really a thing. It was more about side scrollers. And the occasional space shooter or uh, Street Fighter type game, and when they when they first made the jump to 3D, it, there were some pioneers involved with that, and it was Wolfenstein, Doom, and what's the other one? Quake. Quake, yeah, that's a Quake good one. might have been later. Uh, I think yeah, it was, it was around the time. But Doom and the time. Doom and definitely um, Doom and Wolfenstein, Doom and were, Wolfenstein some, were some of the were, first op- op- were made open by the same. Um, I don't remember who makes them and originally. Was, and and they also mentioned this in the documentary, but Doom Doom came out in 1991 i want to mm-hmm. say and it ran on the computers of the day and you could play real-time multiplayer in 1991 doom wow. with your friends anywhere in the world and i'm like how crappy must that have been i mean for them it was, it the, was, greatest thing it was the greatest thing ever because like it never been done before mm-hmm. and it was crazy and the graphics were great but imagine like us with our with our very limited patience right sitting and trying I mean, to, play, trying to play now. try to play that from 1991 yeah but wolfenstein's fantastic very violent very gory mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with the story uh nazis win world war ii instead of lose and they basically develop like super advanced technology and they're able to take over the entire world not just europe what? and they have all this crazy technology like big robots and um, really advanced flying vehicles, and, one, and in the sequel, they have a base on the moon and base on Mars as well, or not Mars. Um, what's the planet in the other direction? Venus. No. My very clever. Yeah, my very eager. Yeah, Venus. Venus, the one in the opposite direction from Mars to the sun. Venus. Venus. Yeah. Anyway, very great games. Check them out. Kill um, some Nazis. They were. Uh, those games were made. Doom and Wolfenstein were made by some company, um, and then they got id, uh, id something id, id software. Id software, that's what it's called. Yeah, and Wolfenstein's not the same company. It is Doom, and Wolfenstein is. I don't remember what else Wolfenstein is. I have to look it up. I think they're the same company. I think they're the same. Uh, well, and then I think they're the same company. And then Bethesda acquired them. Within the past, however mm-hmm. many years, and they remade Doom, yeah. and they remade, and like all super three D Unreal Engine, wonderful, incredible graphics, super deluxe, extreme mode. Mm-hmm. The original Wolfenstein was made by Muse Software. Muse Software was Wolfenstein, and ID Software was Doom. Doom. Yeah, a little bit of gaming history for you there. nice you're the gaming historian i'm just i'm yeah, just man. the one shooting in the dark i love the retro stuff and that's always been a passion of mine like i love classic video games i like popping out the cartridge and giving them in the old <laughs> giving them the old blow nice. and uh working my way through hard-ass games that's my deal man noise noise okay what's your number five man you did your honorable mention i did mine 
Let's hear an actual list number. My number five for my most underrated fifth, fifth underrated game. I am H O in my honest opinion, in my humble opinion, is Final Fantasy fifteen. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy X V. X V. Um came out in twenty um twenty sixteen is when it came out. And I honestly think the game is well, I think it's underrated, obviously. Um, so basically the point of the game is... I think it's underrated. Um, you play as this this handsome boy named Noctis, um, and he's like the prince of this like real fancy king, but he's like, he's, like, he's, like a, he's like a normal dude. Like he wears casual clothes, and his like royal guard are like... He like grew up with them, so they're all like his best friends. So the game is basically like... Like very, very, very extremely pretty, like great colors all over and like bright, colorful and everything. And you basically play as Noctis and his three friends follow you around and you, you're like a little boy band. Um, and, and like I said, they're your royal guard, but they're more so your close friends. And you go through the game, go on fun journeys. You have like a really cool car. It's like a Chrysler type thing and you drive it around. And like the music is phenomenal, the combat's really cool. There's stuff you can collect. There's challenging dungeons, and there's enemies, and like all this stuff. It's real time. It's not like the older Final Fantasies where it's turn-based, but it's a real-time RPG, and you farm stuff and like all that stuff that you do in RPGs. Um, and I absolutely love that game. It's it probably in my top ten. Fav- maybe maybe I don't know about top five, but it's definitely in my top five ten games ever. I really, really like Final Fantasy XV. Um, I believe they ended up actually like releasing like a lot of like additional, like they did a number of additional DLC for it. They did like a few free apps, like Square Enix did, where it's like an extension of the game, and like a lot of like, I I think I think um, Noctis, the main character, was in, I think he's in one of the. He's in some fighting game as like a as like a guest uh, fighting character in the game and like all this stuff and it's just really cool and 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 I don't think people give it enough love and when you're booting up the game it literally says uh, a Final Fantasy for fans and first timers so like the game is like is like if you haven't played any of the other ones don't matter play this one. Which is interesting because a lot of the Final Fantasies like don't tie together. Some of them do very, very loosely. But like, I've played sporadic Final Fantasy over the year. Like, you can play Final Fantasy Seven, mm-hmm. and no, and you don't have to play one through six. Like, they're really not connected. They have similar things and similar mechanics and names and creatures and everything, and the, and a lot of the lore is the same. But in terms of like, it's like, oh yeah, this guy was in the second one. Now he's in the third one. Now he's, it's like it's, it's not that. So it's, it's basically always different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but Final every, Fantasy 15, every game is always different people. I would say most of the times they have sequel like uh, Final Fantasy 10, and then there's Final Fantasy 10 2. Mm-hmm. They had a sequel for that one, mm-hmm. um, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure there's others that I can't think of. I really like Final Fantasy. I haven't played a ton of them, but I played a decent amount of them. But I pl- like I said, played Final Fantasy 15, and I freaking love the hell out of it. And mm-hmm. it's very pretty, and it's poignant, and it's moving. The only reason I can think of why more people don't like it. Is because toward like the last like twenty five percent of that game is like is like very depressing. Like the friends get separated, and it's like and there's like a part. It's, this isn't really a spoiler, um, but like there's like a part of the game at the end 
where you can't fight with your with your weapons and you can't run at full speed mm-hmm. and that's like two hours of, of play time where you're like moving slowly and you have to fight these enemies with like this really gimmicky it's like this like magical ring you have that only you can use because you're royalty or some crap like that and like it's super depressing and like this happens and all this stuff happens and it's like it's like man it's really depressing but then when you beat the game you go back in time before like all that crap happens so you can have fun with your boy band buddies driving around in your chrysler car and on the chocobos you know having fun with all that good stuff so i really like final fantasy um feel good game except for the ending but i can look past that enough for Mm -hmm. it to be on this list and in my top 10 favorite games ever so final fantasy 15 for i think it's PS4 and Xbox, X-Bone, so check it out. Mm-hmm. Nice, dude. Great start. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in checking out more of the Final Fantasy series oh, and yeah. getting more into it. Just being oh, exciting. yeah. My number five is a little tiny indie game that not many people have heard of. It's called Zelda. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Minecraft. Minecraft. Oh, man. It's called Donut County. You ever heard of this game? You've mentioned it to me. I've mentioned it, yeah, and uh, we've we've heard of, we've heard this before, um, but but Donut County is a little indie game developed by a single guy named Ben Esposito. Ben Esposito. And I love ben Esposito. And I love when single people do most or not if all the work on a game. It does have a publisher, but I as think opposed he, to married people, <laughs> as opposed to a whole team or a whole AAA studio. But I think, just think it's cool. Like when you hear like Undertale's all made by one guy. Cave Toby, Story was Toby is, Fox. Cave, Cave Story is one of the OGs. I think Cuphead was made man. by like three people. Teen Cherry was made by or Teen Cherry, the team, the I think it's like development company that makes 20. Hollow Knight. No, they're like three people too. Yeah, very small, but obviously those games are different. But uh, those are not underrated in any way, so we're not going to talk about those. Um, but yeah, Donut County is a really fun little game. It is a a uh, simple little game to say I at least. Almost it takes put you... Hollow Knight on my list. Honestly, it's interesting that you say you that. You think it's underrated? I Hollow think Knight. so. Like I, heard, I did, but but people then... people really love it, and and yeah. I know multiple people who play. That's why I didn't make my yeah, list. I, that's why I didn't put it either. People don't talk about it that much anymore. To be fair, yeah, I guess anymore. I feel like yeah. once the sequel comes out, which we still don't have a release date for, Team Cherry, what the heck? Anyway, anyway. that's uh, that's Hollow Knight, that's but a, Donut County. That's a that's a subject for another day. Um, we should, we should do like a most anticipated sequels list. That'd be a fun list too. No. Okay. Um, Donut County is a game where you play as a hole. You're a hole in the ground. Like an H O L E. An H O L E. You play as a hole and all you're doing. What? A pit. A pit. A crevasse. A a crevice. (laughs) I don't know why people say crevasse. Crevasse is the neck thing, isn't it? That's a cravat. Cravat, yes. That's spelled differently. Yeah, whoops. Okay. Uh, Continue with Donut. Uh, Yeah, you play as a hole and each level is a puzzle and then you have to figure out what you can swallow as a whole and everything you swallow falls down into you and as you as things fall down into you you get a little bit bigger and you can swallow bigger things and eventually you're so big that you're sucking up literal houses and mountains and oh, interesting. giant things like that and it's a really fun puzzle game but it's also really short so big recommend if you have a couple hours free to read some fun dialogue and to look at some cute animation and just move a hole around the ground that's all it really is and it's just it's all it has to be but it's just a really yeah. special experience so if you like if you like the style of, say, Goose Game and and that cutesy art style that a lot cutesy, of those indie games have. Cutesy, cel-shaded, PBS kid show yeah, right. looking. Right. And, and Or if you even have young kids, they would appreciate it too. But it's a really fun 
uh, little indie game and definitely would recommend. I don't think it's rated very highly, and I don't you know any too many people who talk about it, but very fun indie game. Definitely check it out. Donut County. A crevice is a small crack. A crevasse is a large crack. Really? I just googled it. That's really interesting. That they're mm-hmm. you know you could mispronounce one and get a whole right. different thing. Um, Donut County kind of reminds me of because like like because you start small and you pick mm-hmm. up like paper clips and ants it's and then basically katamari that's what i was just gonna say yeah. it's katamari it's, it's reverse katamari yeah it's reverse of, Katam- katamari Damas- have you ever played a katamari game no that would be that's gonna be one for my overrated games because i cannot stand the mechanics on that like there's the controls are tough I mean, to use that's not overrated would it be oh yeah people love it people love katamari and well I, we'll get into that we'll get into that but i would definitely say donut county is better than katamari and it's much less. Well, it's the whole thing where you start play. small and you just got to build, build up. up and yeah, then it's sh- it's charming and it's cute, I guess. But like, man, the controls are so bad. And Katamari Damasi or Damasi, mm-hmm. however you say it, it's, it's basically Katamari a game Rebels. where you, it's like very bizarre <clears throat> and like goofy and yeah. and like like the characters are goofy. Donut County is very similar. Um, and uh, it's probably it's probably inspired by them, but but probably. Katamari is like you so you have you play as this guy and you literally just go around. And you roll up like objects, mm-hmm. and like you roll up ants, and Different then you roll up food. Save it for next week, though. I'm definitely putting that on my overrated list. That's Katamari, That's and Katamari. Donut County is that, but you're you're sucking yeah. things up. I think and... I think I think they understand. Okay, um, <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever, but. Um, what a shock! You couldn't come up with anything. Right. So was that your fourth or fifth? You're on number four, man. Okay. Uh, my number four is something I talked about last week. My number four is another franchise. It is the Professor Layton franchise of games. Mm, Mr. Prof- Top Hat, right? Mr. Top Hat. Uh, mm-hmm. I talked about this last week, but it's it's a cutesy, cartoony, very, very whimsical. Whimsical is a great way to describe the game. Um, it's a very whimsical uh, puzzle game. And each of the games, and there's like eight games, most of which are on DS. Set maybe seven. Um, but... Um, yeah, uh, it's a it's just a puzzle game, and each each of the games has like a, like a like a like a mystery, mm-hmm. and, and like a story that revolves around that mystery. And it's like, ooh, what happens here? Like I believe prof- the first game in the, in the that came out, like the first game they released in two thousand six, Professor Layton in the Curious Village, is about uh, there's like a village that like it, I think it I believe it like keeps appearing and then disappearing. And like sometimes the village is there, and then like sometimes the people are there, and then sometimes they're not, and so it's the curious village. So he goes to investigate it, and it, and it seems like wow, it's like disappearing as if by magic, as if it were ghosts, and then he gets to the bottom of it, and you do that by solving like like hundreds of puzzles, and you do all these things, and the, and there's voice. It's interesting. There's voice acting in it. There's voice acting in all of them, um, which like a lot of things like DS games didn't have, and if they oh, yeah. did, it was like really crappy. Not there's voice acting even in the really early ones, like the yep, really in the early 2006 DS one. Ones. Yep, wow. there's voice acting in it. That's awesome because they don't do a lot of voice acting in Nintendo games. Yeah, they don't. Not they that don't. it's a Nintendo game, but right, um, it's by level five. It's is, mainly on Nintendo. Is the name? Consoles, yep, right? it's on. It's only on Nintendo consoles. Only, okay. It's only on DS. Yeah. Um, Professor Layton in the Curious Village, and then Professor Layton in the Diabolical Box, mm-hmm. Professor Layton and the Unwound Future, Professor Layton and the Last Spectre, Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask, Professor Layton, and the Azran Legacy. There was one for, it was like a free mobile game, which mm-hmm. was like, eh. 
Um, <laughs> and, then, and, oh, and then there was a crossover between Professor Layton and the Phoenix Wright games, and they were both mm-hmm. in the games um, together. Be, and so you would like solve the puzzles and like find evidence as Professor Layton, and you would use that evidence in the court as Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright is a game where you play as an attorney. For those of you who don't know, so you're working together in the game. They they work together in the game. Why is it and called? Why is it called versus Phoenix Wright then? That's just some trope where it's like versus, like like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things. Like I'll say, it's like saying opposite. Yeah, like, like this person opposite this person. Yeah, it's like versus Professor Layton. Like opposite. like we're not again. Like this is one v one, one versus one. We're not mm-hmm. against each other, you right. know. But um, I see Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright is the name of that 3ds game. I have it. I haven't beaten it, but it's still really good. Um, they get sucked into like a storybook, and it's mm-hmm. like, how does this happen? And they have to like figure that out. And there's like magic, but it's like, is mm-hmm. it magic? And like all this stuff. So anyway, um, and then they have one for Switch called Layton's Mystery Journey: Catriel Layton and the Millionaire's Conspiracy. Mm. Is that it? I that's think it. that's it. I'm looking at it right now. Um, and it came out on Switch. I don't have it yet. And that pulled star- that out of nowhere. <laughs> that stars his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, Professor Layton's daughter. He's she's missing. a slice. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, she's definitely um, range. No, but like they're very <laughs> like very cute characters, very whimsical characters. Phenomenal music, very like um, folky. Like it has fiddles and violins and accordions. Very cute. It takes place in London, and it's, so it's like charming. You know, it's very charming, charming, very whimsical. There's How a would movie. You describe the art style. Whimsical. Yeah, but what does it look like? Um. I don't know, like cartoony, whimsical. Every day when you're walking down oh, the street. Oh, it looks like Arthur on Everybody PBS. Everybody that you meet. Okay, oh, it's yeah, 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 some of them. Can't go any further. That's right. Um, it looks <laughs> like uh, the characters sort of. Sort not, of. Not only some, oh, some Mostly of Mostly just Professor Layton. <laughs> looks like Mainly an Arthur Professor character. Layton, yeah. the main character. But anyway. He's got, he's got Arthur Professor eyes. Layton games. I know they're for DS, but it doesn't matter. In our last podcast, we talk about games we missed. Um, so I guess this is sort of loosely following up. Mm-hmm. If you haven't played these games, freaking check them out. Check mm-hmm. out Professor Layden. Mm-hmm. Check out Donut County. Check out Kirby. And check out Final Fantasy. Check out the rest of our lists. Mm-hmm. Professor Layton. Professor the Layton. whole franchise, underrated. Completely underrated. My number four is another really interesting puzzle game. I, I find in general puzzle games are pretty underrated because everybody likes the action and the shooters. And, and the then the only puzzle games people like yeah. are Tetris. Tetris and Puyo. Puyo less so, but still Tetris. Puyo less, yeah, but yeah, pretty Puyo much Puyo is another one. Yeah. Um, but like Tetris or things like Bejeweled slash Candy Crush now, I guess. I wouldn't really. Uh, would you call mobile games puzzle games? I don't know, not important. Um, but yeah, the, my next game is that's a, uh, that's another that's another yeah, pod. That's another pod. My number four is a platformer rhythm-based game called Sound Shapes. Sound Shapes. Have I ever told you about Sound Shapes before? I think so. I think I may have seen you play it. Mm-hmm. It's developed by Queasy Games. Ooh. Um, and like I said, it's a music-based platformer. So you're playing as this little tiny round Rhythm guy. game. And I looked this up. You're supposed to be a record. Uh, I kind of see that. You're a little like black. A vinyl. You look like a black circle. But sometimes you have this wall of sticky stuff around you. Oh, and sticky. you can stick to walls and platforms and whatever so it's a Spider-Man game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's Miles Morales sound shapes. That's right. Um yeah, but you you're this little ball and you're moving through the levels and every time you move to a new screen, it saves your progress and the music that you're listening to 
progresses. So imagine you start out and you just hear a bass drum. Boom, boom, boom. It's a rhythm platform. It's a rhythm platform. The next, the next screen, you're boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom. The drums are getting more complex. And then the voice comes in on the third screen. Ah, like a nice little ah. None of the music is like really intricate. Like there's not a whole lot of singing. It's just mostly rhythm and some, some vocal snippets and stuff. And layering. Yeah, it's really cool though. Sometimes it's just straight up uh, harmonies. Like one screen will be one note. The next screen will be the next note on top of that. And it'll just build a nice chord. Layering. Really, really nice stuff. But it's really, really great music. It's very electronic, very fun sounding. Um, another cool thing about this game is that the select screen for levels looks like a discography of albums. Mm-hmm. So you can look at an album, and when you go to select a level, the record player inside the inside the little fake jukebox that you're mm-hmm. in moves to different rings of the record, and that chooses your level for you. So it's just Ooh. little nice little music tie-ins like that, like a jukebox, a little jukebox, yeah. Um, but the more the more levels you unlock, the more fun it gets, the more difficult it gets. And another really cool thing about it is that fans make their own levels. So they take their own songs. Mm. They can create them using sound shapes, similar to Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. And you can make your own levels. You can make your own songs. You can upload them to the internet. So you can go on the internet and find all these crazy complex levels and get them and play them forever. So the, if you get bored of the, I think there's like 30 or 40 levels that are is included there, is in Is there a game. website I can go to? So uh, www.soundshapeslevels. Oh, sorry. HTTP colon backslash backslash www.soundshapes.com slash, yeah, I don't know. A bunch of letters and stuff. Just, nice. No, you can actually Check get, out, you uh, can get Sound Shapes on the PS Now network. It is a PS3 game. Uh, you can get it on PS Now service for a PlayStation. It is an exclusive, as far as I know. I think uh, it might be on Xbox. I gotta look that up. But um, if you can find it elsewhere, yeah, play it. It's on PC for sure. It's on PC. So yeah, check it out and play some fun rhythm based. Sound Shapes is an intuitive and a creative uh, rhythm game. Check it out. Check uh, Check. Go to your local library and ask your parents <laughs> if you can go online, uh, on the net, and and go onto the World Wide Web. And, and it's check like it out. it's just like Arthur tells us: having fun isn't hard. When you got your library card, absolutely. Um, sound I love shapes. Arthur. I love Arthur so much. That was a great show. Sound shapes. Check it out. Arthur's good too. <laughs> Every day when you're walking. What's that's, your number three, man? That's the Arthur theme. Number three. Oh, I couldn't tell. Number three is um, the PC port of Arthur's Lost Pal. <laughs> you know, that was actually. That's not a bad game. Arthur's Lost Pal is actually a movie that they made. Is that the weird CG? It's like a CG one? movie. Yeah. I and don't it's like, really, I don't honestly, dude. It's pretty good. No, it's it's like scary. Yeah, I know. And they also made one for Clifford the Big Red Dog as well. Is it CG and weirdly? It's also like CG. And the same thing happens. Clifford gets like lost, and Emily Elizabeth. How in the hell does Clifford get lost? Well, he doesn't get he doesn't get lost. I think like it's some weird thing where like like somebody else is like Clifford's my dog now. Oh, and like takes him away. Oh, and he's like. But Clifford can. Oops, sorry. Clifford can talk though. Clifford can talk to his dog friends. Oh yeah. So he's not like talking to his. Clifford owner can talk saying, to his dog friends. Gotcha. So he's not talking to the, the his owners and being like. No, no, no. He just. Hey, he just, I don't belong just, to you. He just borfs. No, yeah. He he's like missing his friends and Emily Elizabeth and like and so she's like frantically, and and Cleo and Mac and mm. T Bone. T Bone. Jetta and maybe oh, not Jetta, maybe not Mac and Jetta, but um, T Bone, Cleo and Emily Elizabeth and her parents are like frantically trying to look for Clifford awesome um 
and like the other person's like, yeah, well, Clifford's mine now. And the same thing, southern, southern person, the same thing happens in Arthur's Lost Pal. He can't find Pal, okay. and like somebody's like, Pal's mine now, Ugh. and like Pal's like sad, and it's like that's terrible. I remember watching that, and I was like, wow, this is so sad. Yeah, like this is so scary. Anyway, like I wouldn't want to lose my pet. And no, like, if you, ever, like if you ever find a dog or a cat. Don't take them in your house. Like if unless you, it's like a stray or something you, that like if it's you a stray, want to, like, check if it's chipped mm-hmm. or anything or any. It could collar. have gotten its collar off. It could be somebody's pet, and they right or like wait. And if you find a giant big red dog, call your animal control. Because if you find a giant big red dog, alert the authorities <laughs> immediately. <laughs> um, his dumps must be enormous. My, my they never addressed that in the show, though. My legitimate number three for <laughs> underrated games is the, uh, a Switch game called Octopath Traveler. Mm. Um, Heard of this one? Octopath Traveler. I got. I bought this game like a week after it came out. I didn't really know what it was. I thought it was like some weird sequel to uh, Octodad for the PC because it had Octo game. in it. Solid game. Um, Turns out, no. Uh, the Octo means there are eight characters you can play as. And basically what it is, it is it is a 16-bit game that is in Unreal Engine for 3D environments. So Unreal Engine, for those of you who don't know, is what the current gen consoles um, use to like make hyper-realistic graphics. So... You know, you got your freaking Horizon Zero Dawn. You got your God of Wars. You got your... That's it. I don't know. I can't think of any of the others. And I don't even know if those are Unreal. But like that like look of games where it's like super real, you know, Uncharted and all that stuff. Super realistic. That's Unreal. It's a physics engine and like graphics engine. That's what Unreal is. And this is a 16-bit game. Um, Octopath Traveler is a 16-bit game in like 3D, absolutely incredibly gorgeous environments. And you run through them... Um, but anyway, the game is, um, is, uh, it's, it's like developed by another company that I don't remember, but it's also Square Enix is also affiliated because Octopath Traveler is like a quote unquote spiritual successor to Final Fantasy in that it, it replicates the old like Final Fantasy four, five and six and everything with like the turn-based combat and like that 16 bit style. And so it's like that. Um, and so it's like a turn-based RPG, just like the old Final Fantasies, but it looks absolutely gorgeous. The music for this game is like, Andy, I'm going to be honest with you. I love Zelda's music. Pokemon music is great. A lot of Nintendo music is great. You got your Uncharted theme, phenomenal. All Tons of great music. Mm-hmm. The music in Octopath Traveler is probably, and we'll go through this in our game music pod episode of this mm-hmm. pod, mm-hmm probably like my favorite game music soundtrack like ost i don't know about all probably i wouldn't be you know we'll see if it's your number one that they're deserving of 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 all time Mm -hmm. for the best like like they got like beautifully scored soundtrack it's like Mm -hmm. all like an orchestra so it's like 16 bit and 3d with an orchestra and it's like the greatest thing but anyway you play as i mentioned you play as eight characters and when the game starts, and they all have like their own journeys to go on, and there's like, there's there's Tressa, the merchant. She wants to like go out and like like get the biggest sale and like sell and like open like a big fancy best store in the world. And she's a merchant. And that's her whole thing. Mm-hmm. And like in combat, she has like a like a lance and a bow. And then there's 
and then there's Ulbrich. He's like a he's like a he's like a retired soldier. He's known mm-hmm. as the the warrior Ulbrich the warrior. Mm-hmm. He has like an old friend from the war that he wants to go find, you know. And there's Primrose, who's a she's a dancer, um, and like she she wants to avenge her father, who like went. I think he was killed by somebody or, or he went missing or something. Uh, there's Alfin, who was a, he was sick when he was younger, and then he was healed by an apothecary. So he's an apothecary, and he just goes around and heals people. Therian is a thief, and he just steals stuff. That's mm-hmm. Therian. Um, and then Ophelia is a cleric, and she's all religious or whatever. So that's that's that. And but it's like oh, then there's also Cyrus, and he's a scholar. So mm-hmm. he's like the, and they all have like their different like like the scholars like a wizard. The um the cleric is a cleric. It's a healer. You know there's. The merchant, which is I said, it has like a it has like a like a lance and a bow, mm-hmm. and then there's oh there's also a hunter, a hunter as well. Her name's yeah. Hanit, um, and all this stuff. And there's voice acting in it, very very good voice acting. Um, and you got to like you can sh- you got classes and everything. Typical RPG stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters are great, music's great, looks great. Octopath Traveler. I only heard about it when it came out, mm-hmm. and that was the last like thing I like. Her- I didn't yeah. I didn't know people were into it. And I would give that game the title of cult classic in the making right because yeah. i don't think it's sold a whole lot of copies and i, I don't, don't think, think it did either but i think it's reviewed pretty well it's mm-hmm. just not it a lot is of people play. Well. i think people are turned off to the jrpg style um a lot of the time just because they are afraid of how long they are and they're a little afraid of the mm-hmm tedium that comes with sometimes JRPG. very very tedious the and, tropes. That's, and that's not to say it can't be enjoyable mm-hmm. but it definitely takes a toll on your average i will say um so i love the game i actually haven't at the beginning of the game you have to pick one of the eight characters to play Mm -hmm. as and Mm -hmm. and in your party you have you have four you can have four people so you have to swap them out Mm -hmm. but the main character that you pick so i picked tressa the merchant um i can't like swap out tressa Mm -hmm. and like some characters are better than others in terms Mm -hmm. of like combat and stuff I can't swap her out until I beat or like her whole her whole story. Mm. Like I think everybody has like six or seven chapters, wow. and for everybody, I'm on like chapter five, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like me, like sporadically playing the game over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a little annoying. And then all and like also and then also is the next thing is is you have to. There's a lot of grinding in it. There's a lot yeah. of grinding you have to do. I've heard that about it. Like too. Um, which is like. I don't mind it. Like I like doing the strategy and there's like different things you can do in combat that like a lot of the strategy in this game in the combat and the turn base isn't really in other things. There's like things, there's like this, like this point you get each turn where like, if you wait longer, you can give a stronger attack, but if you don't wait, then it's weaker, but it's like, you know, so you got to like time it out and like, Oh, this guy's going to do this thing. And this guy's going to wait this turn. This guy's going to do this thing, you know? Right. And each character has their own unique advantages and everything, and so. Right. Uh, but yeah, you have to grind, so it's just annoying. Like everybody else is level fifty. Like my main Tress is level like fifty or sixty, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, this other character that's not very good is like level thirty. Right. So like I have to grind them up and just like wax the freaking wax everybody with my level sixty character. It's like in Pokemon when you have like yeah. a, like your your starter's great, but then like you gotta level up the freaking Rattata. Like your Charizard <laughs> kicks everybody's ass. Right. But then getting eradicate or like a freaking evolving into Pidgeot from a Pidgey yeah, right. is like really annoying. That's a pain. Or a Magikarp into a Gyarados. Magikarp into Gyarados and all that stuff. So, I but saw, anyway, I saw a great meme today. It was like, 
somebody swatting it was like a, a it was one of those pokemon comics and it was drawn mm-hmm. in such a, mm-hmm. such a way you know what i'm talking about um but it was a guy who was a magikarp trainer and he was swinging the magikarp by the <laughs> tail and smacking it into people and defeating them and, the, and the, it's like a bug trainer like how are you going to defeat my weedle with a, with a magikarp and he like swings it over his head and just crushes the weedle and, whaps and then it said 20 levels later he's like riding the gyarados and the gyarados is like dizzy and it's like stars that's over funny. His head. it's like that's um, a great game but yeah that's my pokemon well, definitely underrated pokemon definitely underrated number one pokemon <laughs> underrated um no um octopath traveler yeah. is 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 under it's only for switch great choice but man. really check it out it's great game great great game very underrated is that developed by nintendo or no probably is it probably okay I don't know. I don't know. Like I said that's the type of thing you should look up you're beforehand. The, you're the historian, but I don't. I don't know this. It's your list, man. You it it is my list, but I go off of my knowledge. I know it's on Nintendo stuff, but I I've don't been know talking for the last about. 35 minutes about Octopath Traveler alone, so I think I know enough about it. Oh, it's Square Enix. That's what I said. Oh, you did say that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, it's they helped develop it because they did the OG Final Fantasy. And so. That's dope. You did say that. I'm sorry. Anyway. My number three. Octopath Traveler, check it the hell out. Did I say my three? No, I haven't. My number three is Creature in the Well. Nice. Uh, have you ever heard of this game? I have. You bought it for me. I bought that game for uh, you. <laughs> Creature in the Well is developed by Flight School Studio. and I, I bought that. it for Andy for a birthday gift. I did. It was the cheapest one on this eShop, so he's like, I'm going to do that one because I'm poor. It wasn't the cheapest. <laughs> it was the one you wanted. That's true. I did want it. And there's a good reason why I wanted it because it's a great game. It's developed by Flight School Studio. It is a puzzle pinball dungeon crawler. Nuh-uh. And, and you don't usually hear those three words put together. Puzzle. Puzzle. Pinball. Pinball dungeon, dungeon crawler. crawler. You're going through all these different caves and levels. It's it's more or less in a 16-bit style, maybe. maybe I wouldn't a little, say 16-bit. It's definitely got cel-shaded backgrounds, but it's... It's not it's 16-bit. More, it's not, you're right. But it's more towards the older style of, of video games like it doesn't look it doesn't look super isn't clean. it top down kind of yeah top down perspective a little bit okay. it looks like um oh gosh what's well tell us what it is to? no i'll think of something it looks like uh nope i got nothing it it, it looks like nothing else because it's a great individual game uh but anyway let me explain the pinball aspect of it as the main character, you play as this robot, and it's a robot who kind of wakes up in this desolate, destroyed, post-apocalyptic area of the desert, and you're not, sure why you, you're not sure why you it exist. Yeah, you're not sure why you exist. You're not sure why you're there, um, but you're trying to find Terminator out. Terminator so knows you, why he exists. Yeah, right. So you, so you uh, venture into this place called the Well, and it's like this old mine that people used to go into to find all these rare metals and other sorts of things to make more robots you find that out later. are there rare metals in the well yeah later on you find them i'm sure is there anything else in the well there's a creature a uh, big old creature that, that's the, the one i want to say yeah you're, there's, you're there's, there's, a, there's a creature spoilers. there's a creature in the well spoilers and uh he's no just, before you're like yeah Yo, you find rare metals and there's robots and blah, blah, blah. that's like that's like a pickup you just pick up stuff all the time oh, okay. you pick up little pieces of gold that's like the coins in Mario, you okay. know, I just pick them okay. up. Okay, not a big deal. Um, but the the game is frustratingly difficult due to the fact that the puzzles involve swatting a ball 
towards certain walls, barriers, and other projectiles to either break them open in a certain time frame. Sometimes you're timed and you have to break open the walls really quickly. Sometimes you have so many things shooting at you and so many balls in the air, literally, that the game just looks insane. If you're playing it on handheld mode, it's a lot harder to see everything and just make sure that um, everything is actually where it's supposed to be and make sure that um, you know, you're doing the best you can. It just can be challenging sometimes with this game. But yeah, I think the average person who played this found it pretty difficult because it does not very, it doesn't have a very good rating, uh, which is unfortunate because it's a fun game, but it's definitely a challenging game. So if you enjoy the challenge and you like pinball at all, definitely check out this over the top uh, pinball dungeon crawling game from Flight School Studio. Creature in the Well. Creature where in the where well. can I purchase this game? You can get it on the eShop for $15. Hairs. What's the eShop? Yep. The Nintendo eShop the Nintendo on the Switch. E-shop. Yep. The little, the little brown bag, yellow, orange, orange bag. bag. On your, wow, you finally on your got Switch. the orange yeah. bag. Is it brown? It's not brown. It's orange, dude. Mine's brown. It's or- Yours is orange, too. Mine's orange. You're right. <laughs> um, Preacher in the Well, I bought it for him. Remember that. Thanks. You owe me. Okay. Um... Number two, right? Number two. Okay. Getting right down to so it. So this one, I wanted to preface this. Um, so this is a little bit of a... These are sort of older older games, but not terribly. Um, Retro. 15, uh, 10, 15 years. And people do like these games, but um, this is like... Do you know how like sometimes like... These are... I don't want to say they're spinoff games because they're not. But anyway, uh, well, I, I'll just get into it. My number two is like... It's actually two games in the same franchise, like two series of games in the same franchise. Okay. And it is Mega Man franchise. And the games specifically are the Mega Man Battle Network games and Mega Man Star Force games, both of which are for Game Boy Advance and DS. That's cool. Um, so, so like, obviously, everybody loves Mega Man. Mega mm-hmm. Man's great. Like hard games, the OG Mega Mega Man Mega Man X, you know, for SNES was like super revolutionary and all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. Mega Man X, Mega Man Legends, people really like. Um, but then Mega Man Battle Network, people really like as well. But like honestly, that one I I think, and then especially Mega Man Star Force, um, which is the most recent uh, Mega Man release uh, that wasn't just like a remake uh, in the past. Mega Man Star Force was released around like 2010 or like 2009-ish up until like 2000, I think 12 or 13. Um, and then they released uh, remastered Mega Man X on Switch and I think a lot of the platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just remasters. But in terms of new Mega, Mega Man games, uh, Star Force is the most recent. Um, but anyway, um, so you have the OG Mega Man, uh, Mega Man X. Mega Man Battle Network is um, this game where um, Mega Man is like, it's in this world, like this sort of futuristic world um, where like um, uh, you, you have, they have these, like the character, the main character's name is Lan, L-A-N. And he has this like device that houses like a, like a computer alias friend and guess who the computer is? Mega Man. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like a it's like the the reason f- that people have these like characters uh, 
is, is he's called megaman.exe because he's a program that he goes into computers and he deletes viruses. Mm. And so the whole game is you can be running around in the real world as LAN and you have to go into like something that has computer access and you jack in and you like plug in your little device into LAN plugs as a device into the computer and then Mega Man and then you play as Mega Man who Mega Man.exe is how that character is classified. There's Mega there's X, there's the OG Mega Man, um, there's Legends Mega Man, and there's Mega Man.exe. Mm-hmm. Um, which is this one I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. and so you're going like through cyberspace and like you'll fight enemies in there and do all this stuff. And so you're like jumping back and forth between the computer and the um, and the real world. And like a lot of the characters from the previous games, like Roll from Mega Man Legends, Gutsman is is an OG character from the OG Mega Man games. Um, Proto Man is in them, but he's he's different. He's like redesigned. Like all the, all these characters are redesigned. Um, so it's like the same thing with like Metal Man and like Beast Man and King Man and like that whole naming naming uh, system they had in Mega Man. Um, and then Mega Man Star Force is basically the same game in terms of the combat. It's uh, it's 3D instead of 2D. Um, the combat take, takes place over like this like this like grid, this like 12 sided grid, and you have or sorry 18. You have nine squares on your side, and they have nine squares on their side, and you have like a little like card thing. You you find these cards around the world. And it's like I'm gonna use this sword. I'm gonna use this gun. All that stuff. Mega Man Star Force is basically the same game except 3D and with different characters and different things and. You play as a guy named Geostellar. He fuses with this alien, um, and this game has to do with like electromagnetic waves. You fuse mm-hmm. with him, and you become Mega Man, which is a different Mega Man. It's my favorite Mega Man, uh, Mega Man Star Force. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people know about Battle Network. I think significantly less people know about Star Force. Very cool, very cool. And, like all of them have great characters, great story. I, I've ever since I was a kid, I always loved like the aesthetic in games where you have your 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 character and like you can like something where you can like change the 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 color of your outfit or like like in the in the original Mega Man's Mega Men games, you'd be like Blue Mega Man, he does this, and then you kill this guy and you get he turns red and now you can shoot flames and now you can shoot this and now you can shoot electric. They do that in these games and it's like the coolest thing and it's really. I don't know. Mega Man Battle Network and Mega Man Star Force, way the hell underrated. Check them out. Mega Man Battle Network is mainly on Game Boy Advance, and um, Star Force is on the DS. And that's that. Check them out. Mega Man Star Force and Battle Network. Mm-hmm. Good choice, man. And if you were counting, that was 47 Mega Mans that he said. So just keep a track for you. Is that why you were? Uh, is that why you're staring at your phone the whole time? No, I was just looking at Mega Man stuff. Oh. I want to see if you got all the names of the games right. You totally did. Do I mean to name all the? No, no, we don't have time for that. Maybe another day. <laughs> Just a whole podcast of us naming. Oh, I can, I can name the the ones that. Well, maybe I couldn't. All the mm. battle networks. There's five of them, I, and there's I three be- star forces. I believe you. I can I name the three star you. the three star forces, but you that's don't. That. You don't have to. That's totally there's, fine. There's the least amount is star forces. Totally fine. Okay, moving on. Uh, uh, my number two is fine. I get it. I'll stop. Where are you done? No, it's fine though. If you were no, done, if you weren't done, you keep going. Done. I'm just teasing. I was done. Okay, Go ahead. Done. I figured you were done. Uh, my number two number is two. a beloved game of many people. Just kidding. Everyone doesn't like it. It's Bioshock Two. Everybody, Bioshock Two. What? Oh, I think that after finishing it now, I finished it last night. I tell you, 
Um, after finishing this no. game, I see why people don't like it. I really understand. It's <laughs> so now that I finished it, my list is wrong. <laughs> my list is wrong. No, I like it, but I see why other people don't. Uh, it's I like it. It's very similar to the first one. If you guys know what I'm referencing, comment down below, and we'll give you a thumbs up or whatever. Yeah, we'll send you some of our merch that doesn't exist yet. No, it exists. It exists. It's 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 that T-shirt on the floor. That's right. It's that T-shirt, and we're gonna draw one v one on it right. in our in our little logo. That's, That's gonna right. be great. In puffy um, paint. But I see why people don't like it because it's it really is just more of the same of the first game, and okay. I took a slightly different route when I was playing through it as I did the first game. I actually had compassion for the little sisters, which are the little uh, demon-eyed little girls in the game that are protected by the big daddies. I think that's the idea. Yeah, and I took compassion on them and saved all of them in the first game, and I got the right ending. Mm-hmm. I was very satisfied with it, and I went because on. Because you could kill them, too. You can, or you have can, the, you can have harvest the... them, which is a much more uh, alarming word than wow. just, just kill them. You could harvest them for their atoms. How sinister. Chemical. Um, I decided in Bioshock 2... I'm just going to harvest all of them and, and see what happens at the end. And uh, it was a pretty messed up ending. I was pretty, pretty shocked by what happened, but I won't spoil pretty it. Pretty Bioshocked? Bioshock, I was Bioshocked to uh, Electric Boogaloo. So I will save you the ending. I won't spoil Unoriginal. it. I won't spoil it here, but uh, just know that it has a pretty solid ending. If you if you choose to actually rescue all the little sisters, that's a much, much wiser decision than I made. Uh, Bioshock 2 is developed by 2K Games, and it takes place 10 years after the events of the first. So you'd think it'd be a little bit different. And yeah, there's some differences, but for the most part, you have the same power-ups, the same attacks, the same weapons and everything, and you're playing as a character who is a big daddy. So you're one of the villains from the first one, basically. And the whole time you're trying to reunite with your daughter, who was once a an actual little sister named Eleanor, and you're trying to reunite with her after Eleanor Ele- after Eleanor's mother has forced you to commit suicide and you actually live somehow because Bioshock's futuristic and weird and you can come back in these Vita chambers and you can revive yourself that way. What? Uh, But it's pretty neat. So you come back 10 years after the events of the first game and you just beat your way through the same, same enemies, the same, there's a couple new ones, but same idea, the zombie type people who are called splicers, the people all hopped up on the drugs that are common in Bioshock called Adam. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun game, and it's not rated very well because it had the misfortune of coming out after one of the greatest games of all time, which is Bioshock. And if you got if you're expecting something super different and super uh, interesting and, and new, super better, and super better, it wasn't. It's not really better. It's just more of the same, you know. So I think that's why a lot of people don't like it. Um, but for me, having played Bioshock, having played Bioshock literally a week ago, or not a week ago, but Within a month ago, and your computer dingling yeah, just scared the nuts out of me. Me too. Yeah, it's okay, it's, it's very late at night. We're recording this, so mm, uh, okay. A little insight. So if a loud noise happens, we're we're gonna jump, but we're fine. We're fine. We're good. Um, yeah, I had the I had the fortune of playing them right after one another. So if you play one and play the other, you'll probably enjoy it and you'll like it just like me. But I think it's an underrated game for those reasons, and I don't see anybody talking about it anymore. Everyone who I asked about Bioshock said just skip to don't worry about it don't don't play it at all and i wouldn't recommend if you if you do like the series it they don't take that long to get through it took me i think my total play time was like seven hours Mm. and i and i was pretty slow so i mean i went through and collected everything and i got all the power-ups and and so you 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 read the dialogue thoroughly it's going to take you about eight seven eight hours but if you just power through it you know and get through the story 
uh, it would probably only take you like four or five. And that's a really short game. That's Donut County level short. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, I don't need to sell Bioshock to you. Everybody mm-hmm. knows what it is. But the sequel is not very popular. So, check it out. The, the first sequel. The first sequel, yeah. The, the, the direct-to-DVD sequel, as people call it. Number one. Number one. We've made it. We have made it to number one. Made it to your number do, one. Sure to be a great game, I'm sure. Do you wanna do you wanna take like a like a yeah, second I'll take or two a guess. and guess guess yeah. what our guess what ours are? I'll take a guess. Um take a guess. Kitten Cannon from Flash plug and play games. It's not a, my my number one is not a flash game. Okay. Flash from miniclub.com. It is not. <laughs> regrettably. From no, for Rizzle, I'll give you I'll give you three guesses. Three guesses. All right, all right. Uh it's for three DS. It's for three DS, huh? Kid Icarus. Okay. Well Did I get it? my number one ah. is Kid Icarus Uprising. Kid Icarus Uprising. How did I for, guess? I, I know what yours is. I knew that though, but I won't. You don't know what it. mine is? Yeah, I do. It's Owlboy. God. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's Go like ahead. we're friends and we talk about these things. <laughs> I thought I saved my number one. For How you. did you nail Kid Icarus? You did talk it? about it all the time. Do I? Yeah. Kid Icarus is. Well, I like that game. Every time we play Smash, you're like, "Have you ever played Kid Icarus Uprising on 3DS?" Oh, and I'm saying, that's right. "No, I haven't, but I've been meaning to." Um, you definitely should. It's one of the greatest I, games of I all play time. As I, I, I don't disagree with you. I've in, seen a lot of Smash, interesting things about one it. One of my mains is Palutena, and also. To a lesser extent, Dark Pit, and then to an even lesser extent, Pit, because he's an extension of Dark Pit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Kid Icarus uh, is, is a franchise that released two games on the NES mm-hmm. years and years and years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. and they were just fine platformers. Were those developed by Sakurai as well? Uh, I think they were. I think I, I think they mentioned it in the documentary. I don't think I the spoke. original. I don't know. I, I think he was on the team. I don't think he was like leading the charge on okay. the re- he. Mm, I think he might have been, but the he okay. he did with the newer one that came out in 2011. Um, but so so they had those o- old games for those two Kid Icarus games, and then when Super Smash Brothers Brawl came out in 2008, um, when they were finding new Nintendo characters, they actually remade um, like they revised Pit. Uh, so like Pit's like first like appearance ever in like 20 years was in brawl um uh, super smash brothers just, brawl. just speaking of that real quick before we get too far yeah i can't find sakurai sakurai on here at all i don't think i, think, I don't think i don't think he was involved in the first one i don't think he was that maybe the second sense. one let me check well, well i think the reason people credit him is because he brought pit back in he brawl did. yeah like it wasn't in another kid icarus game it was it was he brought pit back in brawl yeah um and people were like, who's this guy? It's like, oh, Kid Icarus. Oh, and they learned about it and everything. And then because he was brought back and because Sakurai, Masahiro Sakurai, does all the Smash games, mm-hmm. um, he was involved with uh, the reboot of Kid Icarus, mm-hmm. uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, which is like, honestly, whenever anybody says underrated games ever, I always, always, always say Kid Icarus Uprising. I always say this game. This game is has great combat you're you fly through the air you fly through the air and like you have you have like different you have different is what's what's going on i gotta show you something really funny i'm sorry 
there's a on the Wikipedia page for Kid Icarus. There's a release timeline, and it's a little chart here. So <laughs> I see it. Yeah. So so for those at home, uh, 1986 Kid Icarus, and then there's it's, it's all green dots, like a, a long line of 1998, green dots. 1998, 1991, Kid Icarus, Mystery and Mystery and Monsters, and then there's just an ass load of them <laughs> with nothing there for some reason. And then 2012 Kid Icarus Uprising. Kid Sorry, Icarus I thought that was funny. Yeah. Continue. So, so it only continue. has three games. Three and then, the and then one of the the game that revived him wasn't even his own. But Kid Icarus mm-hmm. Uprising, um, I don't even know how to describe it. There's mm-hmm. so the so the basically the way you play the game is there's you're flying, and it's like it's like a it's like a it's not a third person shooter, but like you you basically like Pit basically the main character Pit he basically flies around the screen, and and he's flying and like avoiding stuff. The main you, character's name is an Icarus. It's not Icarus. It's Pit. Um, and did he, you ever watch? Sorry, side note. Did you ever watch um, Craig Ferguson's late night show? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, good talk. See you out there. Um, Careful, Icarus. Um, <laughs> uh, Kid Icarus and and Pitt can't fly on his own, just like Icarus couldn't. But for us, Icarus, Icarus couldn't fly for other reasons. Pitt literally just can't fly because he doesn't know how. So Palutena has to grant him flying power. So it can only be temporary. Um, so usually at the beginning of the stages, you're flying through the sky. And um, like you move Pitt around, but you also have a reticle. So like the reticle can be on this side and Pitt's over here. So you're moving and you're like flying through stuff and you're flying and shooting all these enemies and everything. Um, and all through, uh, and then also the other component is that you're on the ground and you're running around on the ground um, and you're more just horizontal, you know. And like going left and right. Meanwhile, in the sky, you're just kind of going straight, you know. Um, so it's a little different. Um, and yeah, it's like a really interesting like like genre and like combat thing where like you don't really see like you. It's it's sort of like um, it's sort of like honestly, it's a lot like Star Fox with that whole aesthetic where you're moving around the screen. That's that's honestly what Kid Icarus Uprising is like. Um, and then when you're on the ground. You're doing all that. And one of the, the greatest, greatest, greatest things about this game is that every single character in this game is voice acted and um, and like the story and like this game is like funny. This game is super humorous. Mm-hmm. The game, the music is phenomenal. Um, the game is super humorous. Um, they in Super Smash Brothers, Wii U and Ultimate, when you go to um, the Palutena's Temple stage, um, there is actually an Easter egg where if you play as Pit and you have uh, and you're fighting against the characters, um, it'll pu- it's called Palutena's Guidance, mm-hmm. and the voice and so Pit's voice actor who's already in and Dark Pits uh, are already well Pit Palutena and Dark Pit they have the same voice actors that they do from Uprising, but like um, on the top screen in Kid Icarus Uprising is is your is when where you're moving around and on the bottom screen is where you read the text and the characters like portraits show up and they're talking like as you're playing and so like the dialogue isn't separate from the combat like it is in most games they go on at the same time and like they're saying all goofy like all these witty things um they make reference to other nintendo games they make reference to nintendo to mario and they're like oh yeah i thought if i if i ate that mushroom it would have made me grow bigger or something like that and they have like these subtle nods like to nintendo which is really interesting um but it's just cool. It's very like Star Fox now that I think about it. Like they're talking at the same time. They're talking at the same time and it's very witty. But in, in Brawl, um, 
you can actually activate like these like little Easter eggs where like Palutena and Pit will come onto the screen as you're playing and like the characters will voice the same way they do in the DS game and be like, oh, like Incineroar is actually a Pokemon mm-hmm. and he has a very, f- he, he, he's very good with fire or whatever it is. And they'll just do the, uh, metal, the Metal Gear Solid stage also has the same thing as well where like mm-hmm. Snake will call the Colonel like mm-hmm. he does in Metal Gear and he'll tell them about uh, the characters, which is interesting, little Easter egg. You showed me one of those, and it is hard to trigger. It's it's really difficult it's, to it's, do. It's like a very very specific. You have to do a very specific button input taunt and at in a, a weird specific time. spot, mm-hmm. and you have to like like you have to be on a certain map. You have to be a certain character. Mm-hmm. You have to be in the right spot. You yeah, have to. It's really interesting. Hit the right though. button, and it's it's like a flick of the flick of the you, controller. You, you have like to like barely, flick. You have to flick the yeah, button. You can't just like click it. Not, you have to not like, about that. It has to be like fast enough. Not about um, that life right there. So like, but anyway, um, all that being said, the Easter egg is a reference to the to the to Kid Icarus up, uh, Uprising. Wow, Kid Icarus Uprising, and not enough people uh, like that game. There are people who like it, but it's just like I want more of this. I want more Kid mm-hmm. Icarus. I want more of that shenanigans mm-hmm. with the voice acting while you're playing with the whole Star Fox. Because where's Star Fox been? They came out with a game, but it was terrible. For the Wii U, I didn't play it because I knew it was terrible mm-hmm. and it was bad, you know. Yeah. So that's that. So Kid Icarus is like basically a better. Also, they have this really cool system where you have like a bunch of different um, uh, weapons. Like wep- there's like ten different weapons. Like you can have like like shoulder cannons. You can have a bow. You can have a staff. You can have like uh, like like handguns or whatever. Not handguns, but like and they're all you know. It's really interesting. Really neat. There's plot twists, um, and it's super cool and it's super fun mm-hmm. and very good. Hell out. Very good looking game too for the 3DS. It's a very good looking game. Yeah. Uh, my number one pick is Kid Icarus Uprising. Now and forever is unless it somehow gets an insurgence, check it way the hell out. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool if they ported it over to Switch. I'd play the hell out of it again. Why not? They also have an interesting difficulty setting. Very cool. So, cool game. So it can be super easy. It can be super hard. Anywhere in between. Check it out, man. And instead of like easy, medium, hard. Pretty interesting. All right. Ready for my Owl one? Boy. Yes, my number one is the indie hit Owl Boy. Well, if it's a hit, why the hell is it here? Uh, that's just how they describe it on their own website. They <laughs> they call oh. it a hit, which it's definitely. Uh, there's definitely a community for it, and there's definitely people who enjoy it. But yeah, all these games are saying there are communities. There's, there's definitely like, people who enjoy them, and I won't deny. It. I'm not saying, oh, no one's ever heard of this. But We're it's not, not like it. it's not like Celeste. Yeah, like no, there's yeah, yeah. it's it's like oh, Celeste is a great yeah. game. Everybody's ever. played Celeste. Everybody's played God of War. Everybody's played Spider Man. Everybody's all played these Zelda. games. All these games. None are, of those. It's all just the under. Well, like, well, like, stuff. but not like, not like. Triple A games, like smaller yeah, games, like yeah, Celeste is, is a or good Dead example. Cells, or Dead Hollow Cells, Knight. Celeste, Hollow Knight, mm-hmm. um, maybe Meat. Hollow Knight and Dead Cells a little less. Meat Boy, those games. Meat Boy, Meat Boy is a good one. Um, Hollow Knight, um, yeah. whatever the one we did, yeah. Celeste. We should uh, do a hardest game. Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah, I have that on my on my yeah. list of to do. Yeah. Uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Those are like more popular. Right. Um, Indie game, obviously right. Minecraft, and like, and these are ones we're trying to at the end. Originally, we're, we're explaining at the end yeah. what what our criteria is. Right, uh, but anyway, Owl Boy is the but not Spider Man or God of Not Spider Man, no. Uh, it is the hit indie game from D Pad Studios, which is a very fitting name for the uh, studio. It's D Pad Studios. It's definitely D Pad. It's D Pad. 
It's definitely D-pad. It's D-pad. Are you serious? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't Google pronounce it, so I don't know. But yeah, no, it's definitely D-pad Studios. And it's a very fitting name because the game is entirely in a gorgeous I'm 16... sure people say D-pad. Can you let me finish? Oh, really? Sentence. Dude, literally, Gosh. my last time, that's what you did. Have you seen Craig Ferguson's <laughs> show? <laughs> I waited until there was a lull. You just straight care. up interrupted me. I don't care. Anyway... How does it feel? Anyway, Owlboy is a very famous game for one reason. It has a long ass development. Are you done? Yes. Okay. I'm going to f- turn your mic off. No, you're um, not. I'll get up and turn your mic off. No, you're not. Oh, what was that? Are you okay? It was the chair. Oh, man. Don't go, don't go backwards. We're not, we don't have a video. We don't have a video camera rolling. Tell me about Owlboy. It'll be funny. Uh, it had a very long development. It took took the game developers from 2007 until 2016 to put this game out. So for those of you who are bad at math, that's one, two, three, nine years. <laughs> uh, very nine long time. Years. Very long time. But I think it was well worth it. It has a really cool 16-bit art style, like I said. And you play as this basically helpless, defenseless kid who flies around with this friend of his. And the only time you can attack certain obstacles or people you have to pick up someone and make them do it for you so it's it's you know it's uh by their own choice they want to help you out of course but you want to pick someone up and let them do the shooting or the hitting or the zipping or whatever else you do you can only attack when you're carrying someone so it's kind of an interesting dynamic of the game that your main character doesn't do anything he basically doesn't do anything (laughs) i thought this was fitting (laughs) <laughs> I was hoping I would just play this as you keep talking. <laughs> I could have played the idiot one, but I didn't. You could have, but you Continue, didn't. Continue, dude. Go ahead. Oh, why I'm even bother? Do. God. Sorry it's we an, can't all have... It's annoying, right? Sorry we can't all have great number ones like Kid Icarus. Okay. SpongeBob's great. We love SpongeBob. Yeah, and not right now, though. <laughs> Turn it off, man. You're gonna get us demonetized. No, I won't. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Is it? Because we're not making thousands of dollars. Well, it's I fine. still don't want to lose the sense we'll make off this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, continue on. Anyway, you ass. Um, bro, that you did that to me. You didn't even I did look it once. at me. You didn't even look at me when I was talking about mine. You were just on your phone I'm the listening. whole time you're that's like, not true yeah I'm really listening. nice man okay my number two is i'm listening let's talk about this later so no this is the nature of the podcast no i don't want it to be the nature of this part of the podcast <laughs> tell me about owl boy when i was on my phone i was looking up facts about the games you were talking about so if i need how come you contributed nothing because you nailed all the facts you didn't even need me okay go ahead talk about that's Owlboy. all i'm saying talk you did a great Owlboy. job and i loved the games you picked your list was phenomenal. Can I finish my list now? Yes, of course you can. Okay, here we go. Gladly. So what did I say already? Long development, great, great concept. You can only attack when you're carrying somebody. Only attack somebody. when you're carrying somebody. Very cool graphics um, developed by a small team, which I said earlier I like that a lot when a small team just creates something huge and really, really cool. Um, the characters are really funny. Um, there's this big – I can't remember the guys. I should have looked up the names. But there's this big pirate guy who you carry around he's just got like really funny one-liners there's no voice acting it's just standard dialogue for um you know little little indie games like that but it's really funny 
um, other other really great characters throughout the game. The villain is fantastic. It's just a really cool little story, and I love when indie games have great stories that build a really nice world around them because a lot of times indie games are just so simple. Like even one of those games I already talked about, Donut County. You know, Donut County is a very what simple game, game, very fun game. It's one I talked about before on the list. It was my number five. Very, very simple game. Not so much of a story-building game. It's not meant to do that. But at the same time, uh, the dialogue is still fun to read, and that's something indie games do really well. Um, yeah, just really fun mechanics in the game. It's not, it's really well rated, but I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. And I just think it's a fantastic game. So if you like really simple indie platformer type, uh, I wouldn't call it a platformer because you don't really jump, but you fly, so it's kind of a platformer. Um, if you like that type of style, that 16-bit style, and you want to play a really funny, really it's not engaging, 16-bit. really, it is 16-bit. Really fun and engaging. I've seen it. It's not 16-bit. I'm reading the description of it right now. It was developed in a 16-bit art style. Trust me. Which one of us has played the game, Colin? Not me. Look it up. Is it 16-bit? That's 16-bit. Yeah, that's 16-bit. Told you. It's not 8-bit. Depad Studios. <laughs> From Depad Studios, yeah. Uh, but a fantastic game. And If you haven't played it, check it out. You might enjoy yourself. Maybe. What is it on? It's on Switch. It's on PC. It's on Steam. It's on... That's it. I think that's it. Yeah, I don't think it's on too many things. It's definitely a great handheld game. I played it a lot at work when I was um, waiting for people to show up. Very nice. And it's just a great, it's just a great way to stay in shape. So check okay, it out. Okay, now, now, so now for our last, our final, our final uh, piece on this. What is an underrated game right now off the top of your head that mm-hmm. you didn't have on your list? Off the top of your head, it was so not really game. an honorable mention, but one that I think is underrated. Like a, like a just off the top of your head. I'm gonna do. Oh, I'm man. gonna try to think of one too. Sure. Um, I would go probably with something like the South Park games, the Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole. Um, fractured Butthole. Yes, Fractured Butthole. The Fractured Butthole. That's the way you say it. Um, if you're not a South Park fan, you probably haven't played them. You know. And a lot of people, Correct. a lot of people are South Park fans, and the people who have played it obviously love the game. They feel like extended episodes of the show, which is really great because there's only one South Park movie, and it's fantastic. So if you like South Park, check out Stick of Truth. They're 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 great, and they have high ratings. But you know, isn't Stick of Truth like um, oh, RP, fantasy RPG? Yes. yes. And then it's based off butthole. It's based is off like the, Avengers style yep, superhero. Superheroes. It's based. The first one, Stick of Truth, is based off of. Um, the kids Dungeons playing, they're playing a game of like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings-esque uh, imagination yeah, thing. And uh, yeah, they kind of go through a lot of different tropes that come with those movies. And they, they have your paladins and your different classes of, of characters. And uh, it's got the South Park stinging humor to it where they make fun of all types of different people. Um, but it's a very fun game. And if you enjoy the show, you'll definitely enjoy the games. And if you haven't ever seen the show... Uh, start with a game. Why not? If you're a gamer and you don't like South Park, try one of the South Park games. You might enjoy it. So you never know. Very nice. What's yours? Top of your head. Um, I think um, it would have to be... And I think these ones have a bit of a following. Um, and they actually made a sequel for this game. Mm-hmm. Now there's only two of them. They made a sequel. And they also re-released the first one on Switch and cool, PlayStation cool. as well. But uh, the game is, um, the first one is Nino Kuni, Wrath okay. of the White Witch. And the second one is Nino Kuni 2, uh, it's like Kingdom Come or Two Kingdoms or something like that. I don't know, it was something Kingdom, the second one. 
I didn't know there was a second one, so I don't know. Um, you want me but, to look it up, or would I be looking at my phone for too long? No, it's fine. Um, uh, no, um, but they are very cool, story-driven, um, uh, real-time, third-person strategy RPGs, and they're very cool, um, very endearing characters. But the thing that makes these games um, uh, great and liking or popular, not liking and positive, and they have a, a good following. Sorry, Andy showed me something and I was distracted. That's why I said liking. Um, is that they are actually developed by Studio Ghibli, uh, the, the the people who made Princess Mononoke, Castle in the Sky, Howl's Moving Castle, Spirited Away, um, The Red Turtle, uh, The Cat's Return, The Wind Rises, all that good stuff. Um, and so it's, it's like a, it's basically a studio, or, uh, my neighbor Totoro is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, Ponyo is another, um, Ponyo's great. Um, I got to rewatch every single one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got HBO. They have them all on HBO now. Are they really all on HBO? Mm-hmm. That ass they are? Yeah, they are. Cause I know, I know studio Ghibli had like the strangest, oh, they, have, they have really weird, uh, they have extremely they have weird strict distributing rights and, right, and yeah, right, right. all sorts of stuff like that. For a while, a lot of them were on Hulu. They're on one of... They weren't on Hulu anymore. For a while, some of them were on uh, foreign Netflixes. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could go on... Like European Netflix. Like, Europe, Europe and Japan, you could... like mm-hmm. If you had a VPN, you could log in and mm-hmm. go there and watch most of them. But, yeah, I think they're all on HBO Max now. So. Are you sure about that? If not all of them, a vast majority of them. I know Spirited Away is. I know My Neighbor Totoro is. I know Ponyo is. I know the big the big ones are How's Moving Castle. Um, but, yeah lot of those uh, uh, something that i feel like people don't know about those um movies is that in terms of like their english dubbing for mm-hmm. them which is like what we would be watching and what mm-hmm. i watched as a kid um they use like 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 a-list celebrities mm-hmm. like the main character in howl's movie castle is it howl i would imagine it's howl's, howl's. howl's h-o-w-e i think huh is it howl or how howl's howl's you're right yeah um uh, it's voiced by Christian Bale. Oh, that's cool. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I never knew that. Stanley Tucci. Um, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway is in The Cat's Someone, Return. Yeah, someone's the mom in Ponyo. I can't remember who it is. I don't remember. Oh, I, I um, have to rewatch all of them. But Oh, man. I got to look it up. I can't remember. Wait. So I'm looking right now. Studio Ghibli is... Is, is it actually on here? It is well. Spirit Away is, but I know there's a couple of them on there. Well, I I gotta watch those. But anyway, I do not have HBO. Nino Cooney HBO Max. Uh, Nino Cooney yeah. is is a is two games that are literally Studio Ghibli games. They made there's cutscenes in the games. There's voice acting. The first game you play is a boy named Oliver who gets who goes into this world. Like he had this stuffed animal growing up. Um, and it turns out, like, when he was, like, 12 or something, uh, when he turns 12 or 13, um, his mom gets sick. And so he tries to find her a cure because his – I think he cries because he misses his – or I, I don't know if his mom – I don't remember if his mom passes away or if she gets sick. Um, but uh, she does that, and uh, he cries on the doll. It comes to life, and they go to, like, a magical fantasy world, and he – uh, and then drama, drama, and journey, and all the good stuff ensues. Um, cool, man. Nino Cooney, that's my underrated. Tina Fey plays the mom. 
in Ponyo. And Matt Damon is Ko- Koichi, who is the, uh, I think it's the. Um, yeah, see, so A-list yeah. celebrities. In oh, yeah. And, um, it's crazy that they do that. Something something I heard recently is, um, is so if you think about like, like anime mm-hmm. and like, and all that kind of stuff. And like and like like you like people can think of like typical anime tropes and like the whole uh, um, fist of the North Star um, mm-hmm. meme the Omo Goshiduru <laughs> like that that's from an anime called Nani. that's come that's from an anime called Fist of the North Star um, and uh, but just like the tropes like 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 gasp like oh like all that kind of stuff <laughs> and like frantic talking and they're like mm-hmm. yelling and. And and when when like for what's an anime? Naruto. Naruto. So take like the original I could think of a million anime, yeah. but I was just I just wanted to So I Naruto. I went broad appeal. Right, right. So so Naruto, um a very underrated anime. That's right, very underrated Nobody anime. This is top ten on anime underrated. Um Naruto, like the original like Japanese um like like voiceover for, for the anime is is like you know it's how it is it's how it is in japanese culture with oh, oh like all the gasping mm-hmm. and like all the crazy like mm-hmm. um you know and then when they do when they do the dub the mm-hmm. english dub like mm-hmm. funimation or whoever it is and you could do that with naruto my hero academia dragon ball any of the dragon ball um series um you know whatever fire for all the all the all the anime that's dubbed um is they is like like English voice actors will try to replicate, um, they'll try to replicate that same like, like I have to get to the but like nobody talks like that. That's mm-hmm. the thing. That's just how because in Japanese cinema, like like live action cinema, that's how it is. That's just how like Hollywood, quote unquote, whatever it's called in Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Japanese um, Hollywood. Japanese Hollywood, uh, anime and just like they're 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 acting, whether it's voice acting or actual acting is just like that. It's very dramatic like that. That's cool. And um but then the reason I'm saying this is because in the Studio Ghibli movies it's interesting that they use um these main actors for the dubs because it's much more like natural and subtle. Like if you mm-hmm. watch Howl's Moving Castle, he's not like, Oh, we have to get into the castle. He's like, Oh, I'm Howl. This mm-hmm. is my moving castle. Right. Like he's like Christian Bale's very subtle. Mm-hmm. And like that's like much more natural and normal and like right. 'cause nobody talks like Oh, the, the right. Sasuke, what are you doing? So you're saying Studio Ghibli avoids the tropes. I don't know and, if, and if they speci- it normally. I don't as, know if they specifically avoid it, but, 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 but I think, I think um, the fact that they use these A-list celebrities mm-hmm. lends itself to that. I think that's why because yeah, that's pretty cool. They're not, they're not, they're not Naruto voice actors. They're mm-hmm. not Funimation voice actors. Right. They're Batman and Newsy, Newsies, and like mm-hmm. you know, right. Just those are some movies Christian Bale has been in, you know. Cool, so, man. Um, fun cool, fact man. about that. Nice. Great way to end the pod. Wow. Cool, man. Cutting me off. I get it. It's fine. Nope. I was just saying it was a great way to end. I no, was going to compliment. Great way to end. Um, thank you. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for thanks for tuning in to our Thanks cool for tuning podcast. in to Crunchyroll Cast. Thanks for tuning in to Crunchyroll Cast where we talk about nothing but Crunchyroll and... <laughs> um, Thanks for sticking around, Dr. Lewis and Dr. Bofa. What is your what is Bob? Uh, but Dr. Lewis, I only care about you and I care about Dr. Bofa. So yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, we'll be back at you, uh, back at this next week.